0: Welcome this morning, guys. It's lovely to see you all. The the, the more chairs seem to come out as uh, as the morning progresses. When we were first here, it was like, oh my goodness, there's not many people here. Is that a good thing, is that a bad thing? I don't know. Would I like to speak to lots of people or only a few? I'm not too sure. Who enjoyed worship this morning? Yes. Who had an inner sense of peace, a deep satisfaction, and a refreshed spirit? Anyone? Excellent. Okay, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. And you say, and also with you. Yes. yes. May the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. May the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. The talk today is on God's presence and how we can experience more of God's presence together with one another. But firstly, I want to carry on from where Tom left off the other week. When he spoke about worship, the, the, where, the what you worship is where your heart will be. The what you worship consumes you. That ultimately, what you worship becomes your whole life. Now, Tom was talking about how in today's society, we are taught to worship the self, that everything is found from within oneself, that all you need for happiness is to please yourself. However, as Tom looked at this massively flawed attitude and explained that we are created to worship the creator, we're created to be in fellowship with him In fellowship with the Holy Spirit, this is where we find the true happiness, not in pleasing oneself. Now, the dictionary definition for fellowship is friendly association, especially with people who share one's interests. Friendly association, spending time with someone, getting to know someone, listening and talking to that person and sharing things together. That is the relationship that God wants wants us to have with him. We need to have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. God wants a friendly relationship with us. He shares in our interests, and he wants us to share in his. He longs for us to be in his presence. I'm just going to pray. Father, thank you that you are here with us. Thank you, Jesus, that you are awesome, that you are mighty, and that we can find deep satisfaction and peace in you. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would come this morning, that you would fill each and every one of us. Lord Jesus, that we would be refreshed and revived with your purpose for our lives. Jesus, would you speak to every person here this morning and encourage them in what they are doing. Encourage them on with you in what you have for them. And Lord, I pray that everyone here would experience a deep sense of your presence. And everyone online too. Don't forget you guys online. Pray for you this morning as you are in your homes. Holy Spirit, that your spirit would fall Fall upon those homes this morning. Fill those homes with peace and love. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Now, I don't know about you, but I really love the presence of God in worship. The fact that we sing, we focus on Him, His presence falls, we feel free, we feel at ease, we feel love. Maybe this is just me. How do you feel in worship? You can nod, give me an amen, give me some encouragement. That's totally fine. Now, it's somewhat scary for me being up the front. I am definitely not in my comfort zone. And if I'm being totally honest, the thing that I would most like to do in church is be in the worship band. I would love to sing. I would love to bring people into God's presence. I'd love to pick the songs. I'd love to worship and pray as the Lord leads. However, there is just one small problem. I cannot sing. My voice is rather awful, and for those of you that have had the misfortune of serving on the kids' team with me will have experienced this firsthand. Now, I learned a long time ago that because I love to worship and sing, and that because most other people found my voice rather off-putting, the best place for me was at the front of church. You will nearly always see me head straight to the front row. This is where I feel most comfortable. There's no one in front of me to hear me worship. But also, over time, I have found that this is the place where I feel closer to the presence of God, closer to the action. It's way easy to stand up from the front and go forward for ministry. I can highly recommend being at the front. You are not distracted by other people. You can focus. Again, maybe this is just me, but I have to say, you know, these seats at the side, they're a little bit different, because you can totally see everyone and see what's going on. Don't know whether I like that, or not. I'm not sure. But what we all need to do is find a place where we can be in God's presence, where we can be ourselves, where we can express freely our love and desire for him, and where we can have fellowship with him. Now, God's presence doesn't now begin and end at church. We don't live in the Old Testament when God's presence was carried around with the Ark of the Covenant. Although sometimes maybe we feel like that. Sometimes maybe the only time we think about God is in church. Sometimes we are so busy that the only time we have to sit in his presence is on a Sunday morning. Now, have you ever been somewhere where you have experienced a great increase of God's presence? I often find this happens if you go to a Christian conference. You hear a famous speaker, the presence of God appears greater, more miracles happen, more prophecy happens, more people seem to experience the Holy Spirit. However, I'm sure that is not a result of the person speaking, not a result of God favoring this setting more, but a result of our hearts, of our expectancy, of our desire. We gear up to these events, and then we have an amazing time. Who was at the Women's Conference? Beloved. We had an amazing time. We geared up to it. There was excitement, and there was, there was passion, and we had a wonderful, wonderful time. But why can't every Sunday be like that? Why can't we experience this right now in the Allen Memorial Church, Wall's End? It was a good few years ago now I went to hear a famous South African guy speak. As usual, I assumed my place on the front row. And as this man spoke, he would open his Bible and gold, gold dust would just fall from his Bible. As he as he spoke about people and prayed for people, he used to open it over their heads and gold dust would fall on their faces and shoulders. I was amazed. However, I was rather too cool for school back then. I was a little rigid in my experience of God's presence, being orderly, and laughing in the spirit, laying on the floor, or anything like that, I was not keen to experience. However, he walked over to me as I was on the front row, I was like the first person, and he hit me round the head with his Bible. I went down like a sack of potatoes. The power of God brought me to the ground, and I was washed so deeply in God's love and power. It was a wonderful experience. It was probably that moment that opened the door for me to experience God's presence, to long to bring God's presence and love to others. As most of you will probably know, the way I prefer to do this is through prophecy, I love to share what God wants to say with individual people. However, again, this really went to the next level. When one Sunday morning, back when this church used to meet in the Gosforth Civic Theatre, who came when we met back there? Yes. One Sunday morning, Dave spoke on prophecy. And then he said, we're going to practice. Now, he'd asked a bunch of us to come up the front and share words. However... Just before we started this, he whispered to me, and he said, Freya, make this individual. And I was like, ah, oh no. And I was so nervous. But the blessing and feedback from that day changed my life in so many ways. So the question is, how do we get into God's presence? How do we fellowship with him? Now, I'm going to show you some pictures on the screen. Well, Joe is. And um, you all need to tell me what you expect when you see this picture. What do you expect? (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay, everyone expects coffee. Right, next one. Do you know what that is, Gregory? Heartburn. (laughs) Heartburn. (laughs) 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 Okay, next one. Who knows what that is? Yes, hairdressers, you expect a haircut. Right, next one. This is our church. Coffee and donuts, that is what you expect. Did you know in April 1904 this building opened? That is 118 years ago. 118 years ago. That's many generations of people coming to this place, worshipping, singing, praying, hearing sermons, prophecy, miracles, experiencing God's presence. And we pray that long may this last. Long may this be a place where God's presence will dwell amongst his people, where people's lives will be changed, where people will celebrate together, where people will mourn together, where people will experience healing where people will hear from God, and where people will enjoy one another's fellowship and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Now, God's presence is not restricted to church, but I do think there's something very special about when we share in the presence of God together. We should come to church with expectant hearts, hungry hearts, passion-filled hearts, to meet with God, to experience him, to enjoy his presence, and also one another's presence. We need to raise our level of expectation. I'm sure the key to experiencing more is to raise our level of expectation, position our hearts for more, be hungry, be desperate, be aware, be awakened. Also, we need to bow our lives before him. We need to submit to him. How do we do this? We kneel. We kneel down before the king. Now, historically, kneeling to bow at the feet of another was common practice, and a universal sign of submission, respect, honour. You would expect to kneel before a king or queen. In fact, the Hebrew meaning for worship is to bow down, to be in reverence, submission to a higher power. A quote by Abraham Lincoln says, I've been driven many times upon my knees by the overwhelming conviction that I had nowhere else to go my own wisdom and that of all about me seemed insufficient for that day American evangelist dl moody said every great movement of god can be traced back to a kneeling figure now all through the bible we see people kneel before god moses in exodus knelt low on the ground and worshiped before god He was asking God to be with the people, to forgive them, to go with them. King Solomon, after finishing praying, he arose from before the altar, from kneeling on his knees, he spread his hands towards heaven. He had been down on his knees. Now Solomon was the king. People must have knelt before him daily. But he bowed down on his knees before God, the King of Kings. In the book of Daniel, it describes three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to God, just as he had done before. So obviously, he did this daily. And we all know that he was in a pit of hungry lions and came out unharmed. In Matthew, we see the man whose daughter had just died come to Jesus and kneel before him and ask Jesus to put his hand upon her and raise her from the dead. And he did. He did. In Luke we read of Jesus kneeling to pray before God at the Mount of Olives. Jesus went out, as usual, to the Mount of Olives and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place he said to them, pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down and prayed. As usual suggests that this is a regular occurrence, that this is the way he would spend time with his father that this is how he would come before God. Paul was often found on his knees praying with other believers, being submissive to God, bowing down before him and praying. And in Romans it says, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall give praise to God. I hope you're following this, but there's something in the act of kneeling in the act of reverence, of submission, of worship that ushers in the presence of God, that puts us in the right place before him. It's a physical show of our hearts. Muslims understand the importance of kneeling and bowing down to pray. I don't know if you've heard of the ministry Healing on the Streets, which Mark Mark started in Northern Ireland. One of the main characteristics of this ministry is everyone getting down on their knees on the streets, come rain or shine, and waiting, inviting God's presence, and then just waiting. And I could tell you so many stories of healings, miracles, signs and wonders from this ministry. A quote from Mark's Mark's book. In the act of kneeling, not only are we expressing our humility and dependence on him for everything that happens, We either remain on our knees until his presence comes or we go home. Because there is no point in doing anything if his presence isn't present. Nothing happens without his presence. When we used to partake in healing on the streets, when we used to go out there, there would be times when we would kneel down, the rain would be pouring down and we would stand up and our knees would not be wet. (laughs) And, you know, we would be kneeling on soaking pavements and we would get up and they would not be wet. And it was just amazing. It's an amazing ministry. The key to experiencing God's presence is attitude, it's expectation, and it's submission. So this morning, we've got about 10 minutes before we finish, so we're going to be very practical, and I just want you to invite you, let's get down on our knees this morning and see what God wants to do with us.